Welcome to my Disney Addiction Podcast. I'm your Disney detective, Greg. And I'm your number one ghost host, Chris. Well, Chris, it looks like we have a new member joining us today. It does. Yes. Uh, So, why don't you introduce yourself by telling us your name, where you're from, and for how long you've been a Disney addict. Hi, I'm Luke. I live in sunny Orlando, Florida, and I have been a Disney addict ever since I was two years old and my parents brought me to Disney World for the very first time. Thank you very much for tuning back in. We are on episode number three of Why Disney? How are we doing, Greg? I'm doing very well, splendid, and some may say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I made sure I said that a little bit slower so I don't... Don't, don't mess that little, up. Little, That's exactly. awesome. Yes. That's... Yeah, so we're going to be continuing in episode number three here of Why Disney series. Yes. We're going to be talking about the theme parks, what, which obviously is what Disney, one of the reasons Disney's best known for. Exactly. Um, yep. So how many parks are there, Greg, and where are they? So I want to say there are six, and they span literally the whole globe. Um, of course, you have Disneyland in California. You have Walt Disney World in in Florida. Uh, you have Disneyland Paris, uh, other and formerly known as Euro Disney in uh, Paris, France. You have Tokyo Disneyland in Japan. You have Shanghai Disneyland and uh hong kong hong kong yeah oh and uh, as a little correction i think it's uh tokyo disney sea well disney sea is part i think part of it part of it okay anyway it's on my bucket list to go to all of them unfortunately i've only been to walt disney world but hey in my defense i've been there 25 times so i think that'll make up for it okay okay i uh yeah so i'm um looking at all of it i've been to one I've been to two parks. I've been to Disneyland, and I've been to Disney World. Disneyland is only once. Um, I went there. It was fun. Um, it was a little small for me, Greg. Yeah. It, it was. I it, don't blame you. I know it was the original. I know everybody loves the original. I, I from the time I was there, I can definitely say it was a um, locals theme park. Okay. I mean, it obviously attracts people from all around the world. Yeah. It's. it's the park that Walt Disney stepped in and walked around in and built. Right. I mean, it was, some would say, I mean, there's an argument to say it was his park where Walt Disney World was Roy's park. True. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think, uh, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. I mean, Walt, Di- I, I think Disneyland has always got to be a mainstay with like a Disney fan to go just to view, just to pay uh, like homage, just because, again, Walt Disney saw the creation of that park through and through. Uh, but then again, you can fit all of Disneyland within the parking lot of Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. So, Which is nuts. Yeah, that's insane to think. Uh, but Magic Kingdom does have a huge, a honkingly huge um, parking lot. Like, yeah, it's insane. I mean, they need it. <laughs> they really do, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Walt Disney World, uh, the reason why um, it is called, it is actually officially called Walt Disney World, uh, because when Walt created it, um, you know, he just wanted it to be Disney World or something like that. No, he, he, he wanted it to, to, to have his name. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away about um, five years before it broke ground, or it actually um, opened up to the general pu- public. But um, I think Walt had a good grasp on where he wanted to take Walt Disney World and what he wanted to do. And I think Roy did right by him. Uh, and that's why when it opened up in 1971, Roy was so adamant in making it officially Walt Disney World. Because he didn't want anyone to think that, oh, you know, Roy is going to take credit. He wanted it to be Walt's Walt's thing and I mean it truly was it was his brainchild but Roy ultimately finished it and I think in the best way possible well I I agree and disagree with you oh okay I think I mean we can talk about this some other time if we want to get more in depth into the history of this but I actually think um, Walt didn't really wasn't interested in building another park he'd already built one and so yeah I mean originally Walt 
Walt's own perception of things um, was because he was asked would he ever make sequels to things. He's like, unless it enhances the story, he has no need to make a sequel. And I know he's he said he already built a park, so creating another Disneyland in Florida was like, eh, like he had no idea. Interesting. With the way that I heard it or viewed it was Walt was not dissatisfied, but he thought that there could be more. When, it could be more improvements. When, it could be be better. Yeah, like when, when he purchased the land in Anaheim, of course, you know, it's California. It's along the coast. It's a hustle and bustle. Uh, real estate is hard to come by. So when he created that, no matter how well he could try to hide Walt, I mean Disneyland from the outside world, things would come in. And it definitely limited him just because he couldn't expand. And so I think that's why he went to Florida, just because at that time, the majority of it was just swamp. And he's like, well, if I am to buy it up, I can buy it up at on, on pennies to the acre. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I think he did it. I think he wasn't, I mean, he loved Disneyland, I think. And he just wanted, there's a lot more of a theme park that he wanted to give the people of the world. Well, the and that's was, why I, th I, I think he really still wanted to create like a new park. No. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he did. I don't think he did. And here's why. Um, he, he always had new ideas, right? Yeah. He wanted to do Epcot. Right. As an actual city. That As an actual city, in. which is a lot of space. Yeah. But here's the thing. Roy being the expert businessman that he was in which side note I would love to write a book about Roy Disney oh. I mean the guy gets no credit I mean if you actually understand the history of the two brothers he was heavily involved and he he, he like helped he, steer Walt in steer like the Walt, right direction if, if, and advice if Walt did not have Roy there would be no Walt Disney World there would be no there that would be no company point. that is a really good point what Walt's the vision, the visionary. Roy was the man behind the money and to make it happen. Yeah, he was yeah I was gonna say, I mean, Roy was the business man. side yeah. of the creative venture. Yes, and so, um, but Roy was very adamant to Walt because Walt didn't want to do it actually, from what I understand. But Roy was like, people love the parks, and we need to fund this somehow. So let's do what we know we can do and that will make money, which is let's create another park for them. Walt said he would be, he, he begrudgingly did it, I think, pretty oh. sure, and was willing to that, do it. That wasn't the, I guess the... Yeah, from what I understand, that, from what that, I understand, because that, that, Walt never wanted to repeat himself. He was always thinking. So creating another park was just, eh. But Walt, Roy was like, we need this and this brings us money. So if we're going down there and we're going to create a bunch of new stuff, that's fine. But create what people want. If people want another theme park, give them another theme park. And that can help pay for this city. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Or frankly, because, I haven't heard of it that way. I thought Walt was just like, hey, let's. I, there's so much more that I want to do. We're, there we're is more that he wanted happen. to do. But Roy wanted to make sure they could fund what Walt wanted to mm. do. And the other thing was... There's even, I think, stories or understandings that while Magic Kingdom was going on, Walt was more preoccupied with Epcot than he was Walt Disney World because they've already done it. Yeah, he loved. Yeah, I just remember watching like some YouTube videos um, about him explaining his experimental prototype community of tomorrow. You know, like the big drawings and yeah. him on ladders and like this is what we're going to plan out I, I could tell that he had true passion about epcot just because it's something new yeah you know something other than magic kingdom um interesting okay yeah i, I never thought of it that way or, or even heard so so i think um so besides some of the history there we yeah can, we, we can definitely have a whole history side of Again. that um so do you f feel here um with Disney World. So let's stick to Disney World. Sure, yeah. Just because we have the most, uh, I guess, to say and experience in that Yeah, part. I mean, you're going, what, in two weeks? Yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, and then I am was there in 2018. Me and my wife would have been going this year, but we got pregnant. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, that's money. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so um, we're going to go next year. Um, instead, so, and that's where we're going to go, Disney World. 
Do yeah. you feel? Um, let's let's start off this way. Yeah. What draws people back to Disney World? I think it's just the quality, the the quality of the vacation. Um, they, every guest that steps into Walt Disney World, pretty much gets the red carpet treatment. Like I don't know about that. Um, Not anymore. Not since Iger take over took over and uh, uh, Bob Chapek. He needs to get fired. So yeah, I mean, of course you have you have your your, your thoughts on that, but I I think in in relative scheme to other vacations or other theme parks disney still um holds the 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 top spot into making customer experience like one of the top priorities um of course you know disney i think uh as a company is always looking to expand their portfolio and to make as much money as possible um but i think overall i think it's still just a great great experience of course you can you can you know claim oh you know the the ticket prices are so high but there's a reason why it's like you know supply and demand when it, when it when it's getting more popular of course more people want to come there but then again the parks like the their 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 square footage cannot increase to a, you know make it an enjoyable vacation to everyone so therefore the prices have to rise you know so they can maybe weed out um, like the mass crowds. And so a lot of people are complaining about like the like the rise in, in, in prices, which I completely get. But then again, it's like, well, that's the result of it being so in demand and, and so popular. So, yeah, but I mean, okay, so we got to hit on this. We can't we can't avoid this right, right now. Eisner, I think Michael Eisner brought it back. Yes, from the brink because yep. it was going to be sold off in pieces. Yeah, in the late eighties, right. early nineties. Yeah, I mean, not only like the parks, but also like the movies. He was the one. Yeah, but I think when Iger took over. Yeah, because customers that, was that 06 or before. I think it was. Who am I? Two thousand one. Okay. Two? Okay. Yeah. But I'm not hundred percent sure on sure. that. But like, the customer service was the thing. That was what Disney was known for. Yes, parks, movies, but the customer customer level of service. I mean, even where we work, in our training classes, who did they bring? What what stories did they bring up? The Disney, Disney experiences. Yep. Like the level of customer service. True. But that has slipped so far recently. Like everybody notices it. There's anybody who's gone, anybody who went from the 90s to the early 2000s knew what the customer service was. In the past 15 years, that has not been the case. And they've been scaling back so much on um, cast members because, and, and now people like, like, there's not enough cast mem- members actually. Like, like you're understaffed. Understaffed all the time. And yeah. I think the thing is with Bob Iger, I think he made some very brilliant acquisitions. And that's what the guy is. He's a businessman. He wants, he wants to leave his mark by Eisner kept the studio alive and reinvigorated it. It was I, more internally whereas Bob Iger is looking externally Exactly. To... Which is great. It's fine. It is. But the problem is like you've you have built this reputation that customer experience is going to be your selling point. Like you're you can get theming other places. Obviously you can get theming other places. I mean look at right. Harry Potter World. Yeah. When that came out that was a giant. The level of detail, detail now you have Disney trying to catch up with Star Wars Land now, regardless of what you think is going to happen there, I mean, that's fine. It doesn't matter. They can keep battling it out and try to build this, try to build that. We're going to be the ones that gets the, get the benefit from it because we're going to see which one is best. Exactly, yeah. I mean, but, with competition, you just, you know, it, it increases quality. But if your market is nobody can do service like us and you don't have enough people to service you, and I mean your guests, and you don't have the quality of customer service that you should... I am not downing this, but I have to say it. You should not make your business customer service model based off of college students. Right. I'm sorry. Like, no, the that, reason why the truth, yeah. you give somebody a full-time salary and say, here's my standard because I'm paying you full-time to do this, as opposed to say, you're only here for three months. I'm just going to pay you 12 bucks an hour. And there you go. You get to work 18 hours a day, or not even 12 bucks an hour. I think some places like 10 or 11 dollars an hour. But whatever the case is, it's like customer service there. I feel has fallen so much because they've been like, I can, if we can make buy, 
pay less, then let's do it. So I feel like the customer service right. has gone down a right. lot. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like a very... Sorry, no, ladies and gentlemen, that was a rant. No. There will be many of these on these shows, but Definitely. I think it's something that had to be hit because if we're going to talk about the fact that, <clears throat> in general, this is what Disney is known for, hasn't been known for that recently. Right. But when <laughs> I when I started off to say like the quality, it's it, it was more of like a general aspect to say, well... It's the Imagineering, you know, it's it's you getting swept up and getting brought into the like mm -hmm. the world of Disney. And of course, customer service is, is definitely in that regard. And it has slipped, you know, in, in the past <laughs> few years going on a decade. But still, I think I think it, it it isn't one thing for me that would make me turn away from, you know, not, you know, going to Disney World for a vacation. But it, in, in terms of other aspects of the quality, it's just... The level of detail again you sort of touched upon that with uh with harry potter i think when the wizarding world of harry potter was uh thought of uh they definitely took a lot of pages or you know some inspiration from from you know the disney model mm -hmm. of, of theme parks and i think just given with the technology they were able to do a really good job at it to where disney's like okay we have to step up our game we have to again lead that that um like the turnkey solution to be like the top performer in that. So again, you know, um, competition creates really good quality and that will only benefit the customer in the end. Um, do agree with you that, yeah, there are some issues in regards to the customer service, but at the end of the day, whenever I've had an issue or my family has, has had an issue in the parks, uh, it always would get resolved and that is what we typically remember it with yeah. is like oh sure you know things don't go perfectly or like mistakes are made by the cast members which is fine like it, it's a way of life but just to the extent that they go to rectify that yeah. and make sure that you know our experience isn't hindered I would give that you know to the, the customer service experience over it any any day of the week okay so I'm gonna Let's pause right there. Yeah. You said something that's very interesting. Okay. Um, we, ladies and gentlemen, we will eventually get to the, <laughs> the worlds in Disney. We're World. making our way. Don't worry. Um, but I think this is an interesting discussion, and I think it's very interesting. And I think a lot of Disney addicts um, would have thoughts on this. And I think there's something you said that I think is very um, interesting. Okay. I just don't know what kind of interesting it is. Let's, Do you feel? Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. Um, you said that Disney goes out of their way to make the experience better. Yes. Yes. I'm bringing this back to what I just ranted about. Yeah. Because I think it's important. Yeah. Um, I got an amazing, amazing experience for at Victorian Alberts. For those who don't know, that's a five diamond restaurant at Disney World that, I mean, you're paying a hefty price. That's not on the Disney dining plan. You are paying for that separately. You're going to spend bare minimum $600 to go there. If you're, like, per couple. Like, not, uh, so around 300 maybe maybe $250 per person. So that doesn't include tip. So you're paying $300 if it's just you. If you're going with anybody else, I mean, you're spending a lot of money to go there. And the quality and the service is excellent. That's just one meal. So, right. now if I'm spending, for me and my wife, we spent eight, $900 to go there. If I'm dropping almost $1,000 on a meal, I expect the best service. Now, at Disney, you're spending, depending on where you go. Easily four figures. Yeah. So, you go there. I mean, that's a premium vacation. Right. Even right. if you stay at an all-star resort. Right, yeah. I mean, you're... you're gonna spend by the time you're done with the parks and everything you're gonna drop three thousand four thousand dollars i shouldn't with that amount of money you should get a certain level of okay. service yeah that's a good point um so like to get the premium experience i shouldn't have to spend eight hundred dollars in one go at a dinner i should be able to get that same level of customer service that i got at victorian alberts at uh, the 50s primetime cafe <laughs> Or I should be able to get that right. when I'm... Casey's Corners. Casey's or... Corners or something like that. And I think there are situations where it's like that, and some cast members are allowed to do that, but this goes back to the point where you understaff the cast, don't have the time or the freedom to walk away from what they're doing 
to make those magical True. moments. True. Right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the things where it's kind of like you're paying a premium because you're expecting that quality of service, but because of what Disney is doing now in their model, it's starting to hinder the customer service that they are have been known for for almost, what, 100 years. Right, yeah, close to. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something that they might need to take a look at again or, or make sure that, that they can get put back on track. So let's move on here because I... I I could go on for a while about that. Yes, clearly. And so my mother-in-law can go on for a while about this too, about yeah. like what's going on with pricing and all that stuff, but whatever. Um, so let's talk about um, Disney World in particular. Yes. Magic Kingdom. Magic, the, the quintessential Disney park, as a lot of people view it. Let's start off with that one. Okay. <clears throat> when we talk about Magic Kingdom... What do you think people think of? Cinderella Castle. Cinderella Castle. Yes. What what about Magic Kingdom is it that it's so magical? Like why do when people when people think of Disney World they immediately think of the castle and Disney World. Like yeah. what what about the Magic Kingdom has become the titanic beast that it is? That people associate with Disney. Well, I think the part besides of it, the fact that Disney built it, right? I, I think the part of it is just the branding, um, because when you know, uh, at, at, in the beginning of all of the Disney movies, you know, throughout the different iterations in the '90s, 2000s, the the, the 2010s that we're in now, almost in the, into 2020, which is insane to think about, but. You always start out with the, either the outline of the castle or the castle view to start out any movie, every movie. Even the Disney live-action movies have that. So I think with that constantly, um, you know, having them put that in front of us, I think that only lends to the fact that Magic Kingdom is, like, reason being why it's, like, the most popular park in all of Walt Disney World. It's because it has that castle that everybody sees even when they're at, at their homes, like sitting mm -hmm. down with their family, looking at it. The castle's always there. And... Again, it, it goes back to the classic Disney princess fairy tales. Like, well, a princess, what does she have? She has a castle. Or, you know, some princesses don't start as a princess, but they end as a princess with a castle. So the castle, I think, is is just that whole... I, I think it, it encapsulates the mood that Disney wants to set, um, the expectation, and just saying that you're in a fairy tale. Like, this is a new world. You're completely on vacation. Have fun. You know, be a kid again. What um, do you think when people think of Magic Kingdom? Let me put it this. Uh, let me re-ask the. Let me ask the question. We can go in generals, but then we can talk about each other specifically. Favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. What do you think it would be for yourself? For myself, um, I would. I would have to say. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin? Yes. I would have to go with Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is your favorite. Okay, so I would have to go with the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. The Haunted Mansion to me is the um, attraction that out of all of them at Magic Kingdom specifically is the most thematic. From, okay. Because you got the whole entranceway. The queue is insanely detailed. I mean, I love what they've done now with, like, you can press the different books on that thing and it plays music. Yes. All that stuff. Interaction, Like, the yeah. whole story, literally from walking in to the walls, you know, going up or down or whatever the case is, depending on which park you're in. If you're in Disneyland or Disney World, one of the walls go up where the other one is you go elevated down. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I would have to say the, the theming behind Haunted Mansion is quintessential, this is how Disney immersed you in a story. That's what I would have to go with. Very nice. So, besides that one, do you think there's one ride at Magic Kingdom that everybody associates with? This is what yes. is famous for Disney. Yeah, I would have to say Dumbo. Really? I would yeah. have to say A Small World. See, I could sort of tell you were going down there that way, but with Dumbo, like, who hasn't ridden Dumbo? And it's so popular, they had to 
create a second Dumbo ride, like separate. Oh, don't from even the first, get me on know? now. It's a stupid Aladdin flying magic carpet thing. Yeah, it's basically that. No, no, but they also they also created a secondary Dumbo in New Fantasyland. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was so popular. It's just like the ride, like the line is so long for that ride. Just, so I think so. I look at it that way, but then I also am looking at the idea of um, when you look at Dumbo, it's on all of the media things because you always see like the mom and dad sitting with the kid in the middle. Yep. Like it's that is again like, the marketing. The marketing there is amazing. I would have to say so. Let, okay, so. We can go on about every single attraction there. There's way too clearly, many attractions. Yeah, clearly. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit because we have four other parks to get to Whew. at Magic Kingdom. Oh my goodness, okay. What do you think is your favorite land in, in Magic Kingdom? Ooh, uh, I would I would have to say Frontier. I knew it. I knew it. You're going to be a Frontier man. Okay. Yep. yep. A Trailblazer Frontier man. Pioneer, that's right. Uh, just because I, I think they have like the best selection of rides mm -hmm. in, in the individual lands within Magic Kingdom. You have uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, mm -hmm. the wildest ride in the wilderness. You oh have Splash gosh. Mountain. You have uh, Tom Sawyer's Island. Yes, I mean it's just it's just a great uh, expanse of a, of a land. And I mean, for me, like it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, of course you have Tomorrowland, which is so futuristic. It's awesome. Um, you know, hosts my favorite ride of Magic Kingdom. And then, you know, you, 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 you can't forget about Adventureland, but I would have to give it to Frontierland. Okay. How about you? My favorite land would have to be Adventure. Okay. I'd have to go with adventure. I love. Why like, does it make? The, why like, is like, it your favorite? Like the Polynesian feel, like the Caribbean feel. And um, you got Dole Whips there. You got my favorite Disney World snack. <laughs> Turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I would have to do. I would have to do it because I mean, you have the Jungle Cruise in there. You have Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, Caribbean. Or Caribbean. Caribbean. Whatever you want to go with. <laughs> um, I just love the idea of there. I love the smells that are over there mainly. Um, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean is my second favorite ride. Um, so, yeah, I would have to go with that one. Um, you like dark rides. I do that, like dark that's rides. That's the theme I'm getting from you. Like, you I like was, dark rides. I was so frustrated when they got rid of um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. See, I don't even remember that. You don't remember that ride? I don't. Oh, my gosh. I don't. Well, I know that, you know, they have Mr. Toad handing off, like, the deed to uh, Winnie the Pooh now, but I don't <laughs> like... I like Winnie the Pooh. I actually think it's a very good ride. I wish I enjoy it as well. It's I don't great. think they had to get rid of Mr. Toad though. Really? I really liked it. Um, yeah. Do you do you even remember the original Imagination ride with Figment? I do. Okay. I do. Yes. So I think it's tucked away in a in a memory fold. I don't. Um, so I mean, I like that one. So let me ask here. We're gonna have to keep moving on because. We're getting pretty long-winded here on this one. Min, like uh, minute 20 or 25 right now. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, boy. Um, so let's move on to Epcot. Okay, Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. How did that work out? As a theme park, great. <laughs> but as an actual community where people live and they work and they, you know, not so much. I mean, I think Walt's original vision of Epcot was a grandiose vision, um, mm -hmm. one that I think definitely could have happened. Uh, but just given the fact that, you know, his business was not only animation, but also a theme park, it fell back into that trap of, oh, it, it's a theme park. We'll add rides, you know, we'll make it seem like it'll be a cool place to live. But in reality, it just, it just wouldn't be viable. Um, but again, great vision. Hence, Walt is the vision man. Uh, but with with, with, with how it goes down, you know, it's still a phenomenal park. It's actually my favorite park. It is my favorite park as well. Oh, there you go. It's also my wife's favorite park. Um, I mean, you have Future World. Yep. Uh, with Spaceship Earth, and I love the music there. Like, the sound. The, the sounds through oh different areas gosh. is awesome. And the fountain that's yep. synced up with the music. I love it. Um, but, and then uh, the other half of the park is World Showcase. Mm -hmm. And... Coming from a guy who spent his vacations and traveling going straight to Disney World, it, it's really cool to see a glimpse of different cultures. Yeah. And um, again, 
going back to the customer service, what I do like what Disney does with World Showcase is they actually hire native men and women from those countries to work those countries. So you get more immersed into that culture, even though it is uh, a little plot of land. Yeah. Uh, for me, I really enjoy it and it makes me want to actually go to those actual countries. Um, and since I'm a foodie, I love experiencing different foods, drinks, and cultures as well. Yeah, no, I definitely would agree. I think Epcot, the, the front the front part of Epcot, uh, I love a lot. I think it's good. But to me, Epcot, Epcot to me is World Showcase. Yeah, um, pretty much. Like, That's what I think of as well. I love trying all the foods. I love the different clothings that they have there, the merchandise. I love... Um, the smells. I mean, the, what's that? The is it the caramel thing? Caramel kush in yes, Germany. Yes, in Germany. They just released a scent for that at Magic Candle Company. Oh my gosh! I'm I have know. to get that one. I know. It's already pre-ordered, it, bro. It's so. And that's a Greg fact. Oh my gosh! That's gonna become a thing. <laughs> and every single time he says it, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so I think Epcot to me, because everybody says it's an adult park. Do you feel yes. that? Do you feel like? A lot of people because you don't that. have kids. No, I don't. Do you feel like, yeah, this is more meant for people like me and like people with kids that eh, they shouldn't really be there? Out of all the four main parks in Walt Disney World, yes. I'd say that that park is more geared towards uh, adults. Correct. Okay. Yes. I think there's plenty of stuff for kids to do there. I mean, the first part oh, is true. there's lots of... Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Lots of rides there. I think what I like about it is it'll, it would allow kids to experience different cultures and talk to different people. I, I like it a lot. Try different foods. Um, some of the foods aren't going to be all that different, though. I mean, it's not right. that bad. Yeah. Um, so, with Epcot, what do you think is the thing that draws people there the most? So, uh, from experience, probably, I think, just the glimpse into the different cultures and the food and yeah. being able to, quote-unquote, drink around the world. I think that's a very... Uh, strong selling point that that epcot has but outside of that it looks like they're trying to especially in today's day and age uh trying to try and bring more popularity or excitement to future world mm -hmm. because they're going through this whole rebranding of future world they're yeah like a billion dollars or yes something like, like that. they're 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 breaking it off into different lands like they're sort of taking that magic kingdom model and mm -hmm. they're doing like discovery land or future land or you know um celebration land and and so this is going to be a huge rollout like they've already been doing they've they've uh, been shutting down different rides they're building new ones like i'm getting excited for the guardians of the galaxy roller coaster i think that'll be epic um so th they're definitely retooling epcot uh, the future world portion, I think, to maybe bring it up to standards or to see if there will be more of a balance in terms of the popularity be between the the future world showcase and the world showcase itself. What about you? What do you think? I feel like Epcot is the one the adults flock to because there's a lot more things that adults like doing. There's a lot more shopping. There's a lot more um, foods and drinks and things that people can try. And I think that's just what brings in more adults. I think food and wine um, oh. can be very good. Yeah, I think don't get me started on their festivals. It's I think th that there should be some people there that shouldn't be in partaking in some of those things because of how they end up. They, yep, <coughs> I I second that. But still, I mean, it's it's a great festival, um, and I think it just shows the huge ability to. Uh, you know, bring in all different kinds of people like you have the food and wine festival in the fall you have the flower and garden festival in the spring and then now they just started the festival of the arts which yeah. is uh, like in January to February and uh, for me as an admirer um, of the arts as well as an artist myself I love going there where you can can actually meet the artists you can see them do live paintings and yeah so I mean not only is it the experience, the attractions, the the rides, but also um, just what what they're able to put on mm -hmm. every year. That's something new. That's something to look forward to. So, Greg, as we um, keep moving forward here, because we're gonna 
once again be oh, so str uh, struggling for time is um, would you say that the next park we're going to talk about because I think you've actually because I thought you have said this is actually your favorite park which is the next one Hollywood Studios yeah, MGM okay. uh, yes Disney's MGM Studios it will always be known as that in my heart I thought you told me when we were hanging out one of the, like one of the first times we were sure on breaks talking about okay. parks yeah I thought you said Hollywood Studios whose studios was your favorite it was my favorite for the longest time yeah but with the way that they uh, I guess went about their new uh, openings uh, I should say of that park uh, it has since declined into my second favorite spot so yeah. Epcot has been my first for about a year two years um, with Hollywood Studios I mean right off the bat the square footage of that park is a lot less than any other park. It's the smallest park, but now, you know, of course, they've added Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land to sort of increase that. But, well, first going back to why it was my favorite at one uh, at one point in time was, I, it, even though it was a part of Disney World, it sort of took me into the world of movies. Like, I got to see my favorite um franchises like indiana jones and star wars in a different light i got to ride the rides i got to do an, an attraction i get to shake indiana jones's hand yeah be an extra so i was an extra in the in the indiana jones epic stunt spectacular really how did that happen oh my gosh so tell me the story tell okay, us the story a little side tangent story but still very 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 fitting um it was about five or six years ago and my family and i we typically do at least one indiana jones show a year when we go down uh, we got there late, and for those of you who don't know, there's an MC that like pumps up the crowd and gets them um, sort of active in with the show. And so they go to each section of the crowd saying, okay, we need some people that like to come down and be extras for, for the Cairo scene, you know, in, in Egypt. And my family and I just happened to be like, you know, trying to shimmy our way into our seats when the MC looks at our section and say, we need some, you know, people for, for extras. And then without thinking, I just throw my hands up. I start, like, wiggling, crying out like a madman. She's like, okay, the guy in the Millennium Falcon t-shirt. I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. Everyone in my family, all, all six of them, like, their jaws just drop. Like, oh, my God, Greg got picked. I'm like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. As I go back, I finally make my way down there. She gives me, you know, the whole spiel. Like, what's your name? Where are you from? I got, I get a couple of claps since I said Brookfield, Wisconsin. And uh, she's like, okay, give us, give us your best goofy laugh. And for me, um, I don't know what it was. The, the, the magic was with me, and I thought I did a phenomenal goofy laugh. I want to hear it right now, Greg. Oh, oh boy. Almost uh, on part of Bill Farmers, but it's... Uh, it was sort of a mix between his laugh and his yell. So it's like, oh, ho, 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 yahoo! <laughs> so again, maybe, maybe in my mind, you know how memories uh, change and they and you you view it differently. But I thought I rocked it, and I thought I did a pretty good job uh, just then. So let me let me know um, in a review or in a, in in a comment. Uh, but uh, anyway. I got a couple of like whoops and hollers. After that, she sent um, everyone that, that she picked from the crowd up to get wardrobe fitting. So I got a loose turban that had a lot of probably lice in it, whatever. Um, and then, and then um, a robe. Put on, they made a sign a liability waiver, went back down. And uh, yeah, uh, by that time we were just in this special little uh, extra set, um, section of of the bleachers, uh, you know, for us to, to, to get called. The first act happens, you know, when Indiana Jones gets the fertility idol and he runs um, away from the boulder. Uh, and then as they're setting up for the Cairo marketplace, that's when they bring us down. Like, okay, you're just going to be merchants. You know, you're going around trying to buy stuff. So we do that. And it was cool to see it in a different point of view just because I would be watching that show as a bystander literally, I think, 15 times before. But to see it actually happen in front of me, uh, it was the best experience. And of course, act two happens, you know, Marion almost gets blown up uh, in in the car. 
or in, in the Nazi truck, uh, and then when they're switching it from Act 2 to Act 3, you know, they get the extras together and they do a death scene. I've always wanted to do the death scene. Like, literally, since the first time I saw the show back, like, in 1997, I wanted, like, I, I lived for that. I, like, I would practice my death scene because I'm like, one of these days I'm going to be an extra and I actually get the chance. So, like, I'm puffing my chest up. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, make the MC pick me. And she picks this lady. I'm like, oh, whatever, next time. And when when she does her death scene, she basically just like, oh, clutches her chest and falls down, dead. I'm like, you need to sell it. I mean, you need to be Oscar worthy here. Like I was gonna writhe. I was gonna do a, a soliloquy. I was gonna start monologuing like Syndrome and The Incredibles. Like I was gonna go all out. I was gonna do like a somersault, all this stuff. But never mind. it was neither here nor there. Um, but overall, I mean, great experience. After that, we just sat back down into our section, and then I got to uh, take a picture with Indiana Jones and Marion uh, while holding the fertility idol. So that was that was probably one of my favorite experiences in my whole like uh, vacation uh, memories of Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was the story of of how I was the extra in in indiana jones epic stunt spectacular um but to bring it back to why it used to be my favorite park was again it was just the move like some of my favorite movies it was a little bit it 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 gave you a break from like the the disney feel and uh when i heard that they were doing toy story land and star wars land at first i was a little i guess bummed just because toy story land is a part of pixar pixar has a lot of content why not make a pixar park like just Go all out. You have space down in Walt Disney, like in the Disney World area. Make a just a whole Pixar park instead of like, you know, adding on a small little Toy Story part to Hollywood Studios. I didn't really feel like it fit, even though it had Midway Mania as the ride. Uh, and then when I heard that they were making a Star Wars Land, I was like, you know what? I think they, I think Disney is trying to do things too quickly i think they have so much content so much acquisitions that they're that they just want to get it out whereas i'm like let's just take a step back take the time to create a a whole park in and of itself because star wars has so much content you can make a separate park for star wars and have it just be kick-ass whereas notching it onto hollywood studios where you're very limited and it's just like a little a little bit of a I don't know, just like a glimpse into what could have been. Um, yeah, I think that's very. I think I agree with you on all that. Um, what do you think about um, with Hollywood Studios? I don't know, man. I feel like there's. Last time I was there, this was 2018. I think there was just a lot of bare space. Right, and like they they were closing down certain sections. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, and it, it was just a lot of construction, a lot of things moving forward that it just. I used to be able to uh, do everything I wanted to in Hollywood Studios, and more. In like, I would make it a full day, you know. Mm-hmm. But now with all the construction, at least in the past couple of years, it's like, okay, you can literally do three hours and you're done. You know, it's like, what else? Like. So I, I, I completely see where you're coming from in that regard. So Greg, what do you think um, about Animal Kingdom? I mean, that's the next one. That's right. Uh, so Animal Kingdom... Because I feel like a lot of people think that Animal Kingdom is kind of like the one... When Hollywood, when Hollywood Studios was awesome, Animal Kingdom was like, uh, it's animals. Right, yeah. Like, like to me, like, we actually have a very amazing zoo at the, at the Milwaukee Zoo. County Zoo, yeah, that's Milwaukee right. Milwaukee County Zoo. We have a really big... Um, it's nice, yeah. It's oh. very great, and they're working on it. And they're making a lot of changes to it. So, I mean, we have tons of animals we can see, and so like to me, it's like ah, like animals. Like, I like animals a lot. I mean, but like, me and my wife have an annual pass to the county park. I mean, the county zoo, so we can go there, and it takes us eight minutes to drive there, and we can just see it anytime right. we want. So it's not really much of a uh-huh to me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people have zoos by them, and I don't know. To me, Animal Kingdom was always the half half day park. Now, yes. now it can be a full day a little bit with uh, the addition of Pandora. Yeah, the Avatar World. Uh, I think it could be a full day, and Hollywood Studios has become the half day now. Yep. Um, so, but overall, I think. What do you think about Animal Kingdom? I feel like it's somehow 
15 degrees hotter at Animal Kingdom than anywhere. That's a really interesting point because I always feel completely just enamored with the heat. I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this always happening when we go to Animal Kingdom? Uh, but I, I mean, I think one thing that lends to the, the park is just the expansiveness of it. It is the biggest park mm -hmm. down in Walt Disney World. Um, and it sort of has that like world showcase vibe because of course you have Asia, you have Africa, uh, and, and India, sort of that vibe going on. Uh, but, but again, it is just like a glorified zoo. Um, of course, the Kilimanjaro Safari is really cool. Like you, it, you, you feel like you're a part of an African safari. Uh, always enjoyed that. Uh, and some of the rides are great. Like Mount Everest is still one of my favorite roller coasters. Mm -hmm. I love Kali River Rap Rapids, you know, just getting drenched. Uh, and some of the restaurants are great there. But again, it's just, I think, Part of the reason why it, w it was like a half day park was, yeah, people are so inundated with animals, uh, even in their daily lives. You know, um, zoos close by, they have their own pets, things of that nature. Um, I mean, of course, it is a nice little break, but there's, it's not as rare as like Magic Kingdom, like going on Seven Dwarves Mine Ride or seeing a castle, you know, yeah. in person. So. Um, I think they did a good job in adding Pandora to Magic Kingdom. I think Flight of Passage, man. Oh my lord. It's like, it's Soarin' on steroids. It is great. I wouldn't even compare it to Soarin'. It's nothing it's like Soarin'. Yeah, I, well, I mean, for me, it, just in terms of the way that they set up the ride, um, it's like you're sort, you're, you're, you're sort of hang gliding, you know? You're on, you're on a banshee. But... Yeah, but you're on a banshee. You're sitting on like half a motorcycle. True. And... True. But that's just what I, I think of, so... Oh, yeah. Um, I will say, though, when I... First time I went on Flight of Passage, and I've had a motorcycle. I, I would say the first time I was on Flight of Passage, it felt like I was on a motorcycle again. Really? Like that excitement. Like, oh my oh, gosh, wow. this is so crazy. So they replicated it they, pretty They nicely. did really well with it. Wow. But like to the point of like, not that I feel like I'm on a motorcycle, but like the first time I ever experienced driving a motorcycle. Gotcha. Like, that, like, whoa, this feels so different. This feels so like freeing and awesome. And, and they did a good job with that. I think they made like that, like... <gasps> feeling they yeah. got with that like that oh. idea of like freedom flying sure. like the smells like it literally felt like oh my gosh am i really flying on an animal so did you have a fast pass for the flight of passage yeah you wait okay because it i would some, not wait three hours some lines are just insane like three three and a half i was hours. talking like, to a, i was can, talking to a guy i can do that who was working the day it opened up when we got up there I'm like so how long have you been working at yeah. flight of passage he's like i was here the day it opened i was like how long were people waiting I was like, we had people waiting for eight, like a little over eight hours. Oh my lord, that it. See, for me, a ride isn't worth that. Just like you're just st standing in line. Um, ex there's so many other things to experience. Yeah, there's it's... so many things. So that that's way too long for me. I think I, I top out uh, at like an hour, hour and a half. Uh, that's why I love getting fast passes. I'd wait for an hour. Yeah, that's the most I would wait. Yeah, like that's it. Especially when you have kids. Like I can't, I can't wait Good longer point. than an hour. Good point. Yeah, because they'll they'll, they'll the, get they'll be done after forty five. I mean, you'll be lucky if you get them to wait half an hour, but over an hour is not happening. Yeah, yeah, not happening. So, um, so I think we're. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna talk in depth about every single thing. I mean, we could literally talk about every single individual ride, talk about every individual restaurant. We could do walkthrough videos and talk about that with people. The but, limitations are like there aren't any. There, it's just boundless. And we were speaking about this off off the mic was just like there's so many layers to uh, not only Walt Disney World but like Disney in general like speaking on this theme park episode we could talk of course literally like one episode on Magic Kingdom but wait a minute there's a ton of rides we can literally talk one episode on one um, ride I mean you, you know could, just you, like you could take the part so deep you could take parts of the Caribbean and be like how is it different at every single park exactly and then like oh look it spawned a movie franchise you know like it reinvigorated Johnny Depp's character I got so like you see, mean his career it, yes, yes. <laughs> his whole career what did I say you said his character oh yeah sorry his career <laughs> Johnny Depp's always been out there and, and um, I think Nachi. it's gonna be great I think we'll definitely have much more to talk about when it comes to the different parks uh, at you know Magic Kingdom, what we can definitely talk about any of the other parks. We've never been to them, but I mean, I don't have to go to places to. Hey, that's why we have Google, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, we won't have experienced it, but we can definitely put our thoughts out there about yeah. that. Um, 
But before we go, we definitely want to let you guys know to like, comment, and subscribe. Yep, don't forget to write us a review on uh, what, what you like, on what you want to see in uh, forthcoming episodes. We'll be more than happy to listen to you guys. Yeah, and then Greg, if they send us a video or auto recording so we can put them in the episodes, oh, yes. what do they need to say? Yeah, so if you want to be featured in our intro to this podcast, we would need you to submit uh, or send in a video or, or audio clip to our email address, mydisneyaddictionpodcast at gmail.com with your name, where you're from, and how long you've been at Disney Addict. Greg, what other places can they uh, get in touch with us? Well, as sure as the second star to the right, you can find us on the gram. So Instagram, we are my underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter on Facebook you can find us at My Disney Addiction Podcast. And on Twitter, make sure to follow us and tweet us. Our handle is at My Disney Addicts. Well, thank you very much, you guys. I am so happy you guys came and joined us for another episode. Next week, we're going to be continuing the Why Disney Ooh. series. But next week, we're going to be talking about Disney resorts. Oh, okay. And there's a lot to talk about there. Really? Can you uh, fit a whole episode in, uh, in D- Disney resorts, you think? No. 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 You could have the tip one, of the iceberg. You could have one episode on Alani. I know. Like this is this is challenging us, but we will do our best to highlight some of the best things and let us know if you want us to talk about like individual like resorts, make it a theme for a month or so. We'll be more than happy to do that. But thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, spread the word and just know that this is your number one place to get your Disney fix. So you guys keep hanging in there. Yes. Oh, and before we forget, what about the Disney quote? The Disney quote. The Disney quote of the episode. Oh, why don't we make it spontaneous here, Greg? Let's do it. Okay, what do you think would be a fun Disney quote? Something from a movie. Okay, so I have one here for you. Oh, perfect. So I think one of the ones is, what's great, I just watched The Lion King, the the live action one. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Which my wife will debate me that it's not live action. It's not. I agree with your wife. According to the filmmakers, it's filmed live action. Okay. Okay, Okay, so regardless of that, (laughs) um, Mufasa has a line in this one that's not in the original one, which all hail to James Earl Jones for playing uh, Mufasa again. Again, that's awesome. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, He says, I think it's essentially, a king doesn't go in search of things to take. He goes in search for things to give. Wow. I was like, I like that line. I like that. So you guys, that is your quote, the Disney quote of the day. So we can't wait to hear from you guys and talk to you guys next week. It's going to be great. Thank you very much for tuning in.